0: And for more, we joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners. You almost had a heart attack there too. I uh, almost did. <laughs> let's not say $70 a barrel with a rand where it is, uh, you know, I think Lesetjech and Yoko will literally drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> so let's take a look at the old mutual results that are due out today. Yeah, Sakina, you know, there's obviously been a lot of news around uh, the breaking up of Old Mutual recently in an effort to unlock value. And that's really what it is. You know, I mean, Old Mutual for a very long period of time um, has been trading at a discount to embedded value, which is... uh, some sort of a some sort of a measure of valuation in an insu- in a life insurance company. Um, you know, if you look at their bigger, their largest competitor, Sun Lump, they're trading at a significant premium uh, to embedded value, and I think that's really just attributable to management strategy. You know, where Sun focused on emerging markets, which is where the majority of their cash was being generated from, and where they were writing high return on equity business. Uh, you know, Old Mutual started dabbling in the developed markets, which really took uh, which really Really took a strain on the business, you know, I mean the capital, well the regulatory requirements and the capital requirements uh, you know, for being listed on on, on stock exchanges like the London Stock Exchange and for having operations in the developed markets are very, very onerous and that obviously uh, weighed on old mutuals return on equity, so just it's it's quite interesting to see how the different strategies from the different management teams have resulted in uh, you know, these companies trading so vastly differently, Um, you know I think uh, there's going to be a close year out for any sort of announcement or update on the breakup of the company in terms of uh, the emerging market business its stake in Nedbank and the developed market or UK wealth management business and I think uh, the wealth management business seems to be the, the, the part of the business which has attracted suitors already um, you know and that could see quite a big value unlock with uh, suitors offering in the region of three to four billion pounds uh, you know for that wealth management business and there's two private equity firms interested in that. So it will be interesting to see, you know, if there's, if, if Old Mutual continues on its ongoing trend of, uh, you know, delivering the majority of its cash and its earnings from its emerging markets, uh, life insurance operations, and, uh, you know, if, if there's going to be any updates on, on the breakup and how that will unlock value. And then also uh, the ECB yesterday, their decisions, the measures taken to support growth. Uh, what's your take on that, Nadir? Um, Yeah, look, I mean, Sakina, you know, the bottom line here is that uh, the market is remaining exceptionally focused on uh, the wrong part of Mario Draghi's speech, right? So talk about unintended consequences. I mean, uh, he did unveil the bazooka. I mean, he ramped up quantitative easing to 80 billion euros a month. You know, I think it's important to note that the, that the Eurozone or the European Central Bank's uh, quantitative easing program is now greater than that of the U.S. at its highest point, uh, the greater than that of the Federal Reserve at its highest point, should I say? So, you know, I mean, it really is a monster-sized program, and uh, we saw the European peripheral bond yields rally. Unfortunately, you know, the market seems very fixated on Mario Draghi's comments that uh, you know there's unlikely gonna fur- there's, it's unlikely going to be further. It's unlikely that there'll be further interest rate cuts into the future. I mean, I. Think I think, uh, if anything, Mario Draghi is just trying to prevent uh, the systemic risks which uh, would be present from negative interest rates. We've already seen the banks in Europe uh, enter into quite a difficult period and find themselves in a bit of trouble with regards to capital adequacy requirements because they are actually been charged money uh, to hold deposits at the, at the European Central Bank. You know? So um, cutting interest rates into further negative territory could have severe unintended consequences. But what the market is reading into that, is that uh, perhaps monetary policy is not going to be easy as as easy as what is required, um, you know, in order to get the inflation rate up to two percent? And that's why we're seeing uh, the, the the euro rally. That's why we're seeing uh, you know broad-based losses across European equities yesterday. But I sincerely feel that you know the market is really focusing on the wrong part of Mario Draghi's speech and should really be focusing on the ramped-up uh, quantitative easing which he announced yesterday. And then, just uh, finally, Nadir, uh, challenge uh, facing listed property funds. Uh, what are they looking at here? Yeah, you, know, you know, Sakina, I mean, if we look at the listed property sector, it's really a proxy for economic growth. You know, and I think uh, the fact that the South African economy is growing as slowly as what it is is it, it, it presents. A very challenging dynamic for listed property funds which have a material exposure to the South African retail space. You know, it's been uh, the darling of the listed property space for a very long period of time. South African consumers love to go out and spend money, um, you know, and we've seen very strong demand for retail space. you know, in in A-grade malls, you know, since the end of the global financial crisis and extending back even further. Um, But, you know, what we see now is that a measure of how successful, uh, you know, retail operations are is something called retail density, which is the turnover of these property funds per square meter of retail space which they have. And that's been consistently dropping, Sakina. It's down about 8% year on year if we look at the most recent uh, uh, retail listed property results. And you know that it's just indicative of the of, of the of the very weak underlying economy. You know, we, we're in an era where there's increasing interest rates. We're in an in, in an era where there's not uh, much employment being created, and the employment that is being created, there's uh, you know there's not much wage inflation coming through because uh, you know the, the companies are going through a difficult patch and cutting back on expenditure. So you know, I think the bottom line here is that uh, these funds which have exposure to quality retail assets, you know, one thinks of high crop um, you know, GrowthPoint has quite a few retail operations, particularly, uh, you know, flagship ones like, the, like their, root, their, their, their mall in, in, in PE and the Victoria and Alfred Waterfront in, in, in Cape Town. Um, you know, these are, these are, there's, there's been this ramp-up of supply in retail, in retail space over the last couple of years because it's attracted very, very attractive returns, um, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and there's been very strong demand for it. But the problem now is that there's this massive oversupply in the retail space, and demand is certainly starting to taper off as the economy slows. So, you know, when it comes time to rental uh, renegotiations and lease renegotiations, you know, these listed property funds could uh, possibly, with uh, material exposure to South African uh, retail space, could battle to get the kind of escalations that they're looking for.